welcome into the Inside the NFL Prospects podcast series. I'm Jack Borowski, joined here alongside my co-host, Brian Sternberg. On this episode, we are fortunate to have on Xavier Coleman. Xavier is the defensive end for the Cow Bears as he's recorded four and a half sacks, six and a half tackles for loss, and 36 total tackles last season. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Now, Xavier, when we're looking at you know this off season and where you're at. You know, you had a really productive year last year, especially down the stretch. Some really good tape you put together. Thinking about where you want to be uh, for the upcoming season, what have you been working on this off season? Well, honestly, um, now like now, what 2022 season was over. Um, um, when I got back home, I was honestly just working, just getting back, getting back to. You know, my daily routine is uh, focusing on my strength, my speed, and really just um, fine-tuning those things just to get ready for this season um, that's coming up. I know uh, the 2023 season is not going to be um, not gonna be like a, a walk, um, walk in the park <laughs> now that we have a lot of talent from every school in the Pac-12. So really, honestly, I've been working on, you know, just fine-tuning the things I need both on, on the field and the classroom. And, you know, getting bigger, faster, stronger, and also as well as sharpening my tools as a pass rusher and as a run-stop run uh, outside linebacker. And, um, you know, I've been working with my coaches and getting, getting together with them, watching some film on stuff I um, honestly not suffered. Like, uh, didn't, do, didn't, well, didn't do well last season. I could have had more sacks other than just four and a half, you know. But honestly, just fine, just fine tuning, um, like sharpening my tools, fine tuning my my strength and my all my other abilities that God gave me, and you know, just getting ready for the twenty twenty three season. Looking back at where you started, played at uh, Utah, now at uh, Cal, how would you compare the main differences between both? Well, um, I'm saying all of those things. I really don't talk about Utah as much. You know, now I know I, Cal, honestly, Cal is, offers a lot on the table for me. Of course, you know, like going through the recruiting process, Cal was in my top five. And, you know, honestly, I never, I told everybody this. The reason why I actually chose Utah is because of my mother. My mother was sick. She had cancer and I wanted to stay home just to like, just to look after her, take care of her as well. But also, um, you know, the chance to go like chase my dream and play college football, the thing I've been dreaming about since I was six years old. And honestly, I know it didn't work out for Utah for me because I was a fresh start. I, you know, I wanted to um, continue my academic career in the, in the communications and communications department, as well as, you know, just giving this, like, honestly, like just getting, getting an opportunity to play on the field. And um, Cal gave me, Cal honestly gave me the opportunity not just to play on the field, but also to keep my dreams of, you know, graduating from college. You know, that's, you know, I've always used football as, um, uh, let's see, a, a getaway to get into school and, and also um, making my dreams of graduating from a four-year institution like Cal Berkeley itself. But honestly, you know, Cal has a lot to offer, not just as a, as, not just a football player, but also as a, as a student. And they've really, Coach Wilcox, Coach Soto, the entire defensive staff, they've really taught me a lot of ways of how this, how to be a good football player, how to be a good student, and also how to be a, a good, a good man on and off the field. Just, you know, 
and it's inspired me to you know not just to, uh, not just play football, but also you know I coach my I coach my little brother I coach my little brother in, in um, football and basketball back home in Salt Lake City, and also like you know do like just just camps you know really just give back to my community because that's always been a big part of me, and you know Coach Wilcox and Coach Soto and everybody at, at Cal Berkeley has done a great job of just basically um, teaching us how to be how to be men, how to be honor, honorable and responsible men. And I appreciate that. That's why I really appreciate from Coach Wilcox. Xavier, thinking about being at Cal, one of the best academic schools in the country and balancing that with football, um, was it a yeah, tough transition at first with, with how rigorous the academics can be? You know, and how have you uh, adjusted to you know, have success on the field and in the classroom? I'm not going to lie. When I first got to Cal, it was a little tough, you know, just coming from the University of Utah and their academic program to Cal. It was a little tough. You know, I was trying to um, honestly juggling football in school was never was never hard for me, especially growing up. It was just, you know, kind of like, you know, getting getting adjusted to like the Cal California institution and their study of learning and. Um, honestly, everything like just getting getting to know like my teammates, getting to know the campus, other people as well. Um, it was a little tough in the first two months I got there. I uh, I got here, but you know, once spring ball started and I started to like get get myself around the beautiful Berkeley and get to know my professors and you know my teammates real well, it became a diamond dozen. And I um, I'm so glad that I chose Cal Berkeley as the school I I wanted to come to after transfer from Utah because everybody here is down to earth. Awesome. You know, they will be like the coaches are always going to be honest with you and not sugarcoat anything because they want to, they, like I say, like they want to create honorable men and also um, good football players. Actually, not good, great football players. And, you know, like I said, coach Wilcox has done a great job of, and um, establishing that um, women want to to get everybody better, and being here at Cal Berkeley as a student, you know, it's really helped me um, make make friends down down the line, especially in my major, like uh, media studies, especially in my major, and also getting to know people outside of the athletic standpoint. So it's been really good. It was. It was a little tough at the beginning, but honestly, after that, it has gotten ten times better, and I'm absolutely enjoying uh, my years at Cal, Cal Berkeley. Xavier, you mentioned Coach Wilcox. Cal, prior to you being there, um, recruited you two years um, earlier, so you did have some uh, one-on-one uh, experience with Wilcox. Can you describe your uh, relationship with him and kind of how it's grown since you? been there of course um honestly my sophomore year of high school when i first met coach wilcox i know he was brand new uh, but i always knew he was a defensive minded coach i know he played at the university of oregon and was a really stellar player and coached all over the country especially teams that have been to like the national championship the rose bowl and um other bowls like that you know he's always been me and him have always had a real tight relationship and i've like he's always i've always respected the hell out of him and, he, you know, of course, it's reciprocated back and forth. But um, when I entered the portal, I, you know, I just went 
I honestly went, I really wanted to go back to California. It was like, you know, of course, you know, that's where I started my, uh, my career, um, of playing football. My dad coached me and like, ever since I was a kid, like I've played football in California. That's all I ever knew. And so just calling like players that I knew from, from I played against back in the central Valley back in Modesto. And I knew that they were playing at Cal. Like I honestly called them up and, you know, just asked them like, you know, Hey, is coach Wilcox still there? You know, how's the team looking? You know, I would love to hang like, man, I would love to win a championship with you guys. I'd love to play with you guys, man. We've been talking about this since we were, you know, bobbleheads technically. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, just, Building a relationship with Coach Wilcox, man, it's it's really helped. He's helped me with a lot, um, both um, mentally as a football player, as a student, and as a person in life. You know, of course, like when you get into this life, not not everything's given to you on a silver platter. You know, I gotta like you gotta work for it every day when you get up in the morning, when you go to bed, and that's the one thing he's taught me taught me about being a man and about you know going through this life is like nothing is going to be given to you. You have to work for it every day because as soon as you stop working, the, uh, the soon the world will go 10 times, 10 steps in front of you and you will not catch up. And so he's taught me a lot, um, as from my time being here for a year and, uh, or a year and a half now, actually. And, um, honestly, he's, he's like one of my best friends, you know, he's awesome. He's an awesome coach. You know, he's an awesome He's all in person, and I love picking his brain. You know, like we, me and him, sometimes we even watch film on the teams we're going to play against, and it's good. It's good to get some knowledge from Coach Wilcox. Sticking with that uh, idea of film, how do you think, you, since coming to Cal, your ability to break down film, your understanding of it, how much time you take watching your opponent, how has that improved and grown since arriving to Cal? When I got moved into the outside linebacker room, Coach Soto, um, he actually helped me break down film from the player I was the player I was gonna go up against, the, the offense that we were gonna play against, and honestly, even the quarterback, the quarterback tendencies. Uh, he's really me and him have sat down and honestly would would basically go over and watch the team we we're gonna play. I remember when we played um I think it was UC Davis, the first game, me and him sat down and just talked about the offensive lineman I was going against, hey, like, I would write down, like, his weaknesses. I would write down his strengths. And, you know, I would go from the offensive lineman to the quarterback, the running back. I would, like, write down all the tendencies of the entire offense. And um, it's honestly helped me as a player get, like, um, get, like, mentally smart. So when I go out in the games, you know, I can, like, especially, the like, the plays I saw on film, I can just – like just break it down like in the game. It's like, oh, we're here about to run this play. I can just alert all my teammates. You know, just um, learning from like all the greats like Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and, and all these guys that have played a long time in the NFL or who did well in college. That's the that's the one thing they were talking about. Is film helped me dissect an offense. You can take them down just like that. So that's the one thing. Coach Soda has really helped me that helped me learn how to dissect an offense and find. The weaknesses, but also the strengths. So we know what we can, where we can take an offense down, and also help our help help our team win the game. So, and uh, Xavier, not only one of the most talented players in the uh, Power 12 and this Cal Bears uh, team, but your love for Tupac and 
how he kind of um, inspired you to take up uh, poetry. Talk about that um, a little bit more and how that kind of uh, came about. Well, my, you can thank my parents. My th- my parents got me on old school music. So I was honestly, I'm a big old school type guy, not just hip hop, but also R&B. But, um, you know, Tupac, listening to Tupac's words and honestly, the things that was going on back then, like, he, like you know, just poetry itself has really helped me just to, like, relax, find my inner peace. And honestly, I learned poetry from my dad. My dad write, my dad used to write poetry. He still does, actually. But um, I actually learned how to write poetry from my dad and uh, just taught me a lot of things about how poetry itself can help you relax not just your body, but I can also relax your brain and make you just venture off of all the stuff that you had to do today. So, of course, you know, after football, after school, and you're so, like, bombarded with everything, like, you're just so stressed. Write some poetry town. Write go go to a go to a nice spot and just like write. Just write some poetry now. Write about your life. Write about something that like makes you feel happy. And um, you know, just listen to Tupac. My favorite song by Tupac is uh, "Dear Mama." So every uh, Mother's Day, I play that for my mother, and I write down. I write her like a letter. I write down. I write down a poem because you know that speaks a lot. Because like as a black man, you always got to. Um, you have to acknowledge the people that have brought you in this world and especially, you know, raise you to be a strong, strong young man. So that once, so, you know, you can just thrive in this world. And my mom is a definition of that. So I thank my parents for one, putting me on the greatest artist of all time. And two, for raising me to be strong, confident, talented, but also, you know, honest young man. I appreciate my parents for that. So. Xavier, take us through a little bit more. Um, you know, how influential has your family been th- throughout your life and, and your football journey, and how much have they been able to help you through uh, your everything you've had to go through yeah, as a student athlete? Man, my parents are my world. Same with my little brother. I have a little brother. His name's Miles. Um, he's in the seventh grade, so. My parents and my brother have been very inspirational to me growing up. Uh, my dad, of course, he played college football at the University of Utah. My mom went to Utah, too. And um, honestly, I was in a raised in a household where, you know, family is very important. And you have to, like, basically looking out for your family is the most important thing. Uh, my dad coached me as a kid. My mom was um, always, like, my mentor. Both of them, actually. Both of them were all my mentors. So they gave me real life experience at a young age and you know it opened my eyes to like what's real and what's not and um honestly like to my to this day my parents still give me the same advice over and over again even if i'm even if i mess up you know they're always there to pick me up always talk to me about like what i can do better and they're, they're guiding me through this life because like i said life can be life can be dangerous sometimes it can really put a toll on a person and having people that you rely on, having people that you can trust there to not just only um, help you help you around, but also just guide you through and guide you through in this uh, tough time. It's a uh, it's second to none. And I have, honestly, my parents have been very inspirational to me and um, have given me a lot of information, especially my little brother. You know, even though he's what, 13, 12, 13 years old, he's uh, you know, he continues to teach me that, you know, you can still have fun in his life 
just don't take everything too serious. And so watching him play football and watching him play basketball or anything that he wants to do in his life has like, you know, helped me realize that I can still have fun in my life. You know, not, not everything has to be so serious. So my parents, my parents and actually my family in general are, are really awesome. And I appreciate them every day. I pray to God that I, I have a strong, I have a strong family like them. So. And um, Xavier, when looking back at your football journey, high school, uh, and now uh, college ball, and just seeing your growth, not only as a player, but as an uh, individual, where do you see yourself two years down the road, three years down the road? Um, and how are, are you going to get there? I see myself playing in the NFL. And also working at working on college football game day <laughs> every Saturday talking about the Cow Bears. You know, I don't care who you, I don't care who we play. I'm just gonna talk mad trash to to anybody. But um, honestly, how I'm gonna do that is just through hard work, finding the best connections, especially in college, and also you know just to continue to have confidence in myself. Because no one will, no, like, nobody in this world will have confidence but you. You're, you're your best critic. You're your worst critic. Your worst critic. And you're, and, you know, you're also like your, your life, life teacher, I should say. But, um, you know, that's, that's where I see myself going, playing in the NFL and also working on college football game day and just having fun with it. With, College football game day, as you just touched on, is your know, end goal after your NFL career full, move full time into the media and, and some aspect of it? Yes, yeah, so my, my dream has always been the sports broadcaster. And, um, you know, actually, one of my favorite broadcasters is Michael Strahan. I used to watch him every, like, when he played in the NFL, I used to watch him all the time. I used to, I used to watch his highlights before every game. I watched him, I watched Ray Lewis. Um, Kobe Bryant, even though Kobe Bryant played basketball, he's still one of my favorite basketball players of all time. You know, actually, it was my first sport. My first sport was basketball. I fell in love with basketball, and um, I think I wore like I wore number ten, number eight, number twenty-four. So it was like, you know, I love basketball. But um, you know, just watching all these greats and these great sports announcers and sports broadcasters, you know, they don't. They're not there just to talk about sports. They're also the to, to, to sell a voice. You know, like anybody in this world can do it, no matter what color you are, what what your color skin, what religion you believe in. Anybody can do it. You just have to put in the work, and you have to, you know, put more focus on the people who people who love you and on yourself, because that's that's those are the people who are going to be in your corner. So um, yes, obviously. With um, the NFL uh, in mind, showcases at the end of the uh, year, um, like the Senior Bowl, infamous NFL Combine uh, invite. Is that something that you're necessarily like thinking about right now, or is it like if it happens, uh, it happens? Like you might not necessarily be focusing on it right now, but has that been like lingering in the back of uh, your head uh, recently? Honestly, like you said, if it happens, it happens. It has been, honestly, it has been lingering in the back of my head um, for quite some time. But I think the one thing my my parents have told me is to basically focus on the here and now more than the, the future. 
because you don't want to jinx yourself and something happens. Like that's how I always believed. But like, yeah, that's honestly, that's been in the back of my head, but like I've continued just to focus on the present, the here and now focus on tomorrow. Cause I know tomorrow I got waste crush that tomorrow. But, um, you know, honestly, I just want to focus on the here and now and this season because this, this season is really big for not just me, but for my teammates as well. Um, and for me as a leader, I just want to, I want to be the best example for myself and my, for my teammates. That's, that's what I'm focused on. Xavier sticking with that theme of, you know, trying to help the team win how, you know, now being one of the older guys, you know, you're, you're going to be in, in the program. You've got a great relationship with your head coach. How do you hope and how have you been taking on a leadership role to help out those younger guys to where they're ready for what you guys need for the upcoming season? Well, honestly, I've been really honest with my teammates. I've been vocal. I've also been, you know, I've always been a silent leader all my life. So I've never been like the who rah, rah, rah type of guy. But, you know, honestly, you know, some, some got, somebody has to like say something, especially if, you know, work like, like, I'd let's just say like if a workout's not going our way, everybody's messing around. Someone has to say something. Someone has to be a leader. Someone has to, you know, give everybody a reality. Like, you know, if we keep doing this, we're not going to win it. We're not going to go to a bowl game. We might, we're not going to go to the national championship. Every day, every day is crucial. You have to be your best self every day. Give 1% every day. Because if you're not doing it, then certainly the other team that we play the first game next fall is going to take advantage of it. And they're going to be two steps ahead of us. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, of course, I'm not alone. Like, you know, me and um, my teammate Jackson, um, Jackson Sermon, you know, me and him have, um, have been taking on those leadership roles as older guys and just really teaching, you know, the younger guys that, hey, this is your program. This is how you have to run it. <clears throat> and also, you know, this is how you have to, like, create a relationship with your teammates. And um, I think uh, I know this Sunday we're gonna have a like probably have a little like Super Bowl get together, so it'll be a good time to get to know everybody, especially if you're new, get to know everybody, create those relationships down the line. Because once college is done, <laughs> basically you can't have basically you, the fun is over. You got to straight work in a cubicle office and all that stuff. <laughs> but um, nah, just um, that's what it really is. Just really just being honest with your teammates giving them a prime example of what a leader should be, what a leader does. And also, you know, just leading by examples, especially in the classroom, because a lot of professors like a person, especially like an athlete who can, you know, be there on time, sit in the front of the class and get his homework in. Like that's, that's the prime example. So. And um, Xavier, at the end of the day, what is your why? My why is, to be my best self, to be my best self. My why is to, you know, prove people who have doubted me all my life that I'm going to continue to work and you can't stop me. You may say a lot of things. You may do a lot of things. You may try to hurt me, but it's not going to stop me from fulfilling my dream. And, you know, growing up in Modesto and, you know, kind of living in Utah, I've had a lot of doubters. I've had a lot of haters say, you know, mess up things about me that try to hurt me, that try to, um, 
like ruin my chances of going to the next level. And it's never stopped me. Like I've always, I've always had like the mama mentality. I've always had that edge. I don't care what you say about me. All I know is I'm I'm work. I'm gonna outwork you. I'm gonna give 120 percent. Rather rather than giving 100 percent, I'm gonna give 120 percent. And so that is my why. I like proving other people. I like proving people wrong, and I like showing others that you know I'm responsible. I'm a responsible person, and I, I love giving back to my community, and I love giving back to the people I love, especially my little brother, because that's the one thing I'm trying to teach him is you're not gonna have a lot of friends in this world you might have maybe three or four that's what i got but um that's the one thing you're not gonna have a lot of friends you're not gonna have a lot of people that are gonna love you because some people may love you a lot of people will hate you so you gotta learn to love yourself like Keo said i love me some me <laughs> you gotta love yourself first before you love anybody else <laughs> so when you get out there, you got Carlton on the back of your jersey. Um, do you feel that, you know, an added motivation, you know, to represent your family and go out there and have success? Yes, sir. That Carlton name is never going to go away. Um, it represents a lot, you know, from like from my dad playing football and a couple of my cousins playing football. Just like my family in general, that name, that last name is, is uh, basically my Superman calling, <laughs> but um, you know, I like you know having that name is is always is really been special to me. Not only as a football player, but also as a person. You know, off the field, I've always been a community guy. I've always been you know a family dude. Being around my family, hanging out with them, but just also just being a prime example of you know, how can I say it? Prime example of what a black man should be and um, kind of racing the stereotype of me just playing football and, you know, being like basically a jock. And the last, my last name is going to be more than just a football player. It's going to be more, it's going to be more of an intelligent person. So. And um, Xavier, was there one piece of advice that um, a coach or a mentor shared with you that has really stuck with you? Yes. Um, actually, it was my coach. Well, my dad, who was also my coach, it was the stay ready. You don't have to, you don't have to be ready type of advice. Just to always be on top of your stuff each and every day. And um, just never let a day like go to waste. Um, I remember, actually, I do remember I was in high school and I just had a bad day. I wasn't I wasn't doing well in that that type of day for school and football was really bad. And uh, my coach just came up to me and told me, "X, you gotta stay ready. You can, you trust me. You stay ready. You don't have to get ready." And I asked my coach, "Coach, what does that mean?" Like, what that means is you have to be on top of your stuff each and every day. You may have a bad day, but you got to make that day ten times better than the other day was. Because even though you had a bad day, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna feel sorry for you. You can't feel sorry for yourself. You have to be on top of your stuff each and every day. You have to take care of the little things before you head to the big things, because that's what's gonna set you apart, not just in this setting, but in life. When you have your own, when you get married, when you have kids, when you have your own house, everything. That's when it's, that's what's gonna set you apart from the other man right next to you. 
So that's the type that's the type of advice that my dad and my coach gave me. <laughs> and ever since then I've uh, I've lived up to it and I've always been on top of everything. School work, football, even the stuff that I'm going through um as a man. I thought my dad was joking, but nope. <laughs> it's for real. So that's great advice. A hypothetical question. If you could be trained by one player currently in the NFL or even someone retired, who would it be and why? Cam Jordan. Down, uh, Cam Jordan is one of the best defensive ends. In at, not for the, just for the Saints, but also in the NFL. And also, he was awesome uh, when he was like, here at Cal. I would love to be trained by Cam Jordan. He's down to earth, awesome. I've never met him, but like I've heard a lot of good things from my coaches and people who have been in the cow. He's just down to earth, awesome. You know, he's just he's kind of like me, very humble, um, very funny, but also knows what it means to be the to the to be the best. I would say him, and I probably and I probably say Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis kind of reminds me of my dad in so many ways, probably because they both play linebacker and they have the same attitude. <laughs> but uh, that, those are the two I, I would say. And if I play basketball, I'll probably be Kobe Bryant. <laughs> so. And uh, Xavier, for our last uh, question, based off of your uh, experiences and trials and uh, tribulations, um, what is the best piece of advice you could give to uh, an uh, up-and-coming uh, football player or just anyone in general? I think the best piece of advice I would give them is to always believe in yourself and never doubt your self-worth because there's going to be a lot of people in this world that are trying to tear you down and tell you that you're not good enough. You're not going to be, you're not going to be nothing, no matter where you come from. And my best, my piece of advice is to know your self-worth, love yourself and continue to move forward because that's what's going to set you apart from each and every person, from each and every person in the, uh, in, in the sport, in the world, whatever you do, that's what's, that's what's going to set you apart and make you uh, a better person. Always stay humble, stay hungry, and know your self-worth. That was Xavier Carlton, star defensive end for the Cow Bears. We appreciate all your time and insight and wish you the best of luck in the upcoming season. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you guys.